Welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece universe front to back. I, as always, am the super veteran, the royal bill polisher, Justin. Joined by my co-host and super rookie, the royal feather trimmer, Jacob. Hello everybody, today we are not talking about chapters or arcs or even movies, we're doing our first freefall, uh, freestyle episode where we're talking about a topic in hand and we chose something pretty basic and simple but also relevant because lots of characters to consider right now for allies is talking about all the possible honorary straw hats or the def- definitive honorary straw hats their allies and the best of them the worst of them what makes them work what makes them not work basically it's an episode just to discuss all of our favorite friends right that straw hats made along the way yeah and not, not even just necessarily the honorary straw hats because we are going to extend it to yeah to just the homies exactly pour it out for the homies that helped them along not the way. Not the literal in-world homies. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting how Big Mom's the homies. Um, but, yeah, definitely I have an excuse. Uh, because especially with all the theories going on, because, let's be honest, Chapter 1057 left a lot of questions, right? With also, like, hey, I thought we're supposed to be, like, 10 straw hats, right? Didn't Luffy say 10 straw hats for his crew? We still need that 10th if we're not quitting Luffy. So now we're going back and we're going, okay, think of all the honorary straw hats that we made along the way. Let's think of the ones that we're not officially dubbed honorary straw hats, but the fandom, like including us, were just like, no, these guys are basically straw hats. They're just not on the ship for what they've done. And then allies as well of like, well, if they had another arc or two, a couple of pages, they could be honorary straw hats easily. So we're dedicating this episode to them. Well, I think we should start off with like the ones that we have talked about already, right? For the last couple of episodes, which are the Wano allies, right? Kinemon, Momonosuke, Yamato, Carrot. Yeah. Get them out of the way first, right? Keep that short, keep it brief. If you want to get more detail why we like these characters, we have all of Wano. So many episodes. <laughs> so many episodes about Wano. Yeah, so we'll keep it brief. Uh, Kinemon is probably the least appealing of the undoubtedly honorary Straw Hats. 1057, Luffy said, you are welcome on the ship. Right to him, as well as Momo and Yamato. Um, he's like Karu to Vivi to Momonosuke, right? Where he's like, he's going to be with Momonosuke. Kinda. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like the guardian. He's going to be with him no matter what. Um, he definitely stepped up in Wano as like the leader role, but as personality or character wise, eh, he's pretty funny at times, but eh, he's, he's all right. I, I liked the gag. It came a little late in the game mm-hmm. that he was kind of masquerading as a genius. <laughs> yeah. At least the other scabbards believed that he was. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and the, a couple of times it was brought up. It legitimately made me laugh every time. Yeah. Def- at the end as well, like just the, his facial expression exactly. that drew for him when he's like, my lord, yeah, what a shock. His face in the I shadows, his eyes bright white, full of fear and shock, going, oh, fuck. Yeah, I like almost had a heart it. attack. Yeah, but that's unfortunately like the best part of him is his running gags. It's not really him himself. What, but it does remind me, too, that the first time we saw this guy, he definitely came across as, like, this old, like, boomer-ass character who was all sliced up when he was looking at Nami going, like, oh, you plored, like, <laughs> put some clothes <laughs> yeah. on. I love what you're wearing, but also, ill, gross. Also, no, he's like, oh, like, how could you wear such scandalous clothes? Like, you want me to change? Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> no, no, actually, yeah, I love like, that no. shit. So, again, like, of his, course not. yeah, so, again, his best part was his comedy. It wasn't really for his actual characterization, but in Wano, he did come around, but compared to like yeah other i, I like kinemon i think i love kinemon actually he's definitely one of my favorite side characters all the way through the series but it's also because he's been around he's in like uh, what an eighth of the series yeah exactly <laughs> like he's, you know that's why we can't ignore he's basically him. a straw hat yeah he is like we've known him for so long mm-hmm. so that's and he's been with us like traveling with us and he's grown we've seen how he changed how any kind of 
he he was kind of hiding himself in the beginning, but as the story progresses to us, it's kind of like we get to see him come into his own role. Yeah. So it's almost like he had like a full character arc. I think it was Zhao when we started seeing the the samurai plotline fully in full swing, right? Was that when that's right? Is that when? Yeah. When they were fighting yeah, yeah. Uh, Rizo? That's when it's revealed mm. that, you know, Shogun, Momonosuke is actually the Shogun's son, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. The retainers. Speaking of Momonosuke, what do we think about Momonosuke? <laughs> uh, Definitely. The Momonosuke actually does have a full. He absolutely does. <laughs> so we're thinking of like, because I was thinking also like, how much do I like these honorary straw hats? And then if you were to put them on the list with the other straw hats, like the actual sitting members, where would you put them on that list? Can you would if Momonosuke joined the crew, would he be at the bottom of your list? I would because no, I would. I like him more than I like Chopper. I, Sorry, Chopper. <laughs> he would be at least above Chopper for me if he was on the crew right now. Uh, because of the last couple of chapters, I would put him above Sanji. He would be uh, so he. Uh, I don't know about that. He's, but yeah, it's higher than Chopper. Again, I just need that growth to come full fruition. He did. <laughs> Momonosuke had a truly great run though. He did from start to back. Absolutely, he did. But that's why I brought that question, because going back to Kinemon real quick, I put him at the very bottom, no matter what. I put him below Chopper. I put him below uh, any other possible member we could have on that hypothetical list. You know you know what it is about Momonosuke that I think le- causes people to tend to detract him a little is that he was introduced in Punk Hazard. And just quite frankly, no one likes Punk Hazard. No one really, but he also... That's kind of the same with Kinemon Why? Yeah, but... We tend to sleep on his... Or we were sleeping on him because it's just like... Yeah. It's Punk Hazard and I'm kind of like... Eh. It's very similar to another honorary straw hat where the first time they're introduced, you kind of see them as like, oh, you're the escort mission. Okay. But I will say, at least better than the other example is that very early on, they had a very unique introduction. Like, when we see Kinemon, he's sliced up, right, because of Law's power. And then Momonosuke, he's a dragon. And you're just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so I was going to say, as well, there is something in the way they were introduced, Kinemon especially, it was unique. almost like he's supposed to be dismissed. Like, oh, Kinemon, it's yeah. Their, they've just entered into the new world. Yeah. And there's all this chaos. There's, like, the islands all messed up. They see, like, a dragon. And then Kinemon's, like, who at the time is a pair of legs, mm-hmm. right? So he is just a goofy, like, another weird thing that's happening in, yeah. in the new world. And he ends up it's being kind of like... how it seems, but he ends up being super important. He ends up being so the leader of the Scabbards. Yeah, it's like, okay, I didn't expect that at all. I thought, if anything, he'd be, like, the ninth member of the Scabbards or something like that. But no, he's, like, the leader of the main guy. But right. So, yeah, that's him stepping up. And then Momonosuke grew the exact same way where he literally started like at the very bottom of like he's completely cowardly and scared, but you don't blame him. He's an eight year old child, right? Forced to eat this uh, experimented devil fruit, turned into like a lesser version of Kaido, doesn't know how to control his powers, can't swim anymore. He's just a kid lost at sea, can't swim, (laughs) can't fly. And just and because the time skip happened for them, he recently also lost his father. So he's in a very uh, and mother. Very horrible place to be mentally, and yet by the time Wada comes around, and he's about to be crucified by Kaido publicly, Momonosuke. and goes, I am the fucking Shogun of Wano. And I'm like, all right, this kid's got balls. <laughs> to Kaido's, basically to his face. And Orochi, right? like, but he's, yeah, He's leaning forward, getting as close to Kaido's face as he possibly can. And he's also... When he knows he's been given an out. And by the way... In that, oh, and, that moment, yeah, man, and by the way, that moment is not, like, romanticized at all. Like, he's covered in bruises. He's covered in tears. He looks hideous, right? Like, he does not look yeah. professional. He does not look, like, Hollywood-friendly, where you would have him, like... Oh, have him like bloody over here, but don't touch the face, right? Keep it like sweaty and dirty, but don't put any scars there. 
uh, one piece is like no he's gonna have bruises all over the place it's swelling up eyebrows his lips are gonna be like fucking fat lips <laughs> like it's gonna like you can't you can't even like really see one of his eyes because a big old like, bump on <laughs> exactly it. and even then it was still a great moment i'm like yeah this kid's got it also this came up as well uh when we were going through the odin flashback remember that weird part where they're like oh odin went to a brothel at the age of 12 oh my god right wait what really did they ever say he actually slept with a woman or did they say he um sorry for the tangent it'll make sense or did he, they just say he just went to a brothel? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, they just said he went to a brothel, I believe. So you notice how that's kind of vague, right? But your Im- implication is that, oh, damn, what a player. But the reality is probably maybe he just went to deliver some food there. <laughs> and maybe you're just hyping him up because you're like some like you know fanboy of Odin. Momonosuke now has the exact same excuse. He slept with the two lady straw hats at the same time at the True. age of eight. Man, what a beast. And it's like, no, he just slept in the same bed with him. <laughs> because they it's thought like he was a cute little kid. <laughs> he did bathe with Robin, though. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, so, again, Monosuke, he's got some props. And again, just the, the literal visual metaphor of him growing up was great as well. Sorry, we, we're trying to keep it quick, but Momonosuke's got some fucking cred. Um, we'll definitely keep this quick, Yamato. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Yamato, if you haven't noticed. Um, it's a very, sh- it's a big shame that 1057 happened as quick as it did, but Yamato is an official honorary straw hat, thanks to that chapter as well. Also, yeah. most likely going to get a cover story after uh, the German 6-6 and Caesar plotline is done with. Also, Caesar is back again. Motherfucker. Oda, just toss him off a cliff. We don't care about... I like Caesar. Ugh, I don't. <laughs> I'll, I'll give my bit in the next run. Yeah, that's true, too. In the, the villains and goons. In the villains and goons. But yeah, I'm not a fan of him. But yeah, next arc will probably focus primarily he, on. It's Yamato. the same thing. It's punk hazard syndrome. Mm-hmm. Don't let it affect you. That's true. Everything connected to that. It just yeah, you look back on it, you can't ignore it. Um, another thing too that I noticed is because real quick about Yamato because we talked about him nonstop is I think you actually mentioned it too where you didn't really feel like he had really an excuse to have like chemistry with the Straw Hats right or like any kind of connection besides Luffy maybe. And even then, it was more about through exposition and not about through personal connection. Because he had that with Ace, not with Luffy. Um, it reminded me, actually, a lot of another series that I bring up a lot, Avatar Last Airbender, where Toph, that character, when she joined the group, and that first episode she joined, she had no relation at all with Sokka or Katara. And in fact, the right. next episode, her and Katara were completely butting heads the entire time. They didn't get along whatsoever. So I was thinking... That I could still definitely still work, but Yamato's butting heads, like maybe with like Sanji, for example. Maybe he's very uncouth with how he eats, right? And maybe leaves a big mess. And after all, he's like a nine foot tall, broad shouldered individual. Maybe he can't really move around the ship very well. So it kind of like gets to him. It's like, this isn't the same awesome adventures that Odin's in this journal. This kind of sucks <laughs> doing all this work on the ship, maintaining. <laughs> Again, I'm just, I'm just screaming in the wind with my Kofi. I'm going, there could have been a lot of potential, but yeah, I, you heard me talk over and over again about Yamato so yeah Yeah. and like as we said if you really need to hear all about Yamato (laughs) the last several episodes four five four five hours worth starting at act three part two (laughs) that's when Yamato the Yamato fanboyism start um and also I'm pretty sure we talked about her a lot last episode or at least quite a bit was Carrot Carrot being unfortunately of these four not an official honorary straw hat because I guess yep. it's yet yeah, exactly. But that scene I'm referencing to, but man, if carrot does not end up being stowed away again, this is Oda like 
super high sidelining, super Dude. hard. Yeah, that would be <laughs> kind of bullshit. Yeah, because the last time we see Kara, it's ten fifty six or ten fifty seven. Ten fifty seven. Yeah, she she does not say goodbye. She does not say goodbye. She's given ten fifty six. Sorry. Yeah, ten fifty six, ten fifty seven. One of those two. Sorry. Um, she doesn't give an official goodbye that we see. We're just we're just off camera, right off screen. That Luffy and crew said goodbye, but. The last thing we see her is she's given the dukedom or the leadership of the minx, and she doesn't look very happy about that. She looks kind of like a pause or uncertain. So she could literally have, speaking of Avatar Last Airbender, she too has potential now to join, to stow away on the... Uh, uh, coincidentally, she also ran away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so speaking of uh, Avatar metaphors, uh, Carrot could also have her own plot potential plotline where she's running away from responsibility like Ang, or like Toph where she's just running away from like what people are forcing her to you know what they want her to be but she wants to be her own person but it depends entirely on Oda what he wants to do is he completely sidelining Carrot or are we going to see Carrot actually be the 10th Straw Hat member because looking back at Whole Cake Island yeah Carrot looked like she could have definitely potentially been a person to join the crew but unfortunately with Wano, it affirmed to me at least that Oda wanted to brush her away. But if this is how he's doing it, then like that's fucking cool. Even to like people who are indifferent to the character right, right. now, even to me. And I'm just like, no, there's something here. You gotta put some respect to the character. Like she after all, even if she's not wasn't meant to be a straw hat, she's still an ally. She still helped with the rescue of Sanji. She still did a good fucking job. So not to mention her transformation. Yeah, I mean, she's sick. one of the few characters that has sailed with the straw hats on their ship for like a full arc i would that's, that's not common it's a good transition actually i don't remember the exact numbers has carrot spent more time with the thousand sunny crew than vivi with total chapter numbers uh, i think so i'm pretty sure whole cake island uh i'm talking about chapter numbers it's close it's close yeah Cause, it's close. yeah because you could say passage of time vivi's longer right because that's from island to island yeah. to island and then Carrot was three. Zhao, I, th I think Wano. chapter numbers, like time spent with the crew, if you're counting Wano, then Carrot definitely is way above VV. And then Kinemon and Momonosuke are above everyone. <laughs> above. Oh, yeah, everyone, everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the transition to VV, where I think you and I are on agreement now that if there's going to be a 10th member, if there's going to be one, it should be VV, right? Are we in agreement on that? Or Yes. I think Okay, we are in agreement, okay. If we're only getting one more, it better be Vivi. Yeah. Before. <laughs> Please. Be I really want Vivi to join. Yeah. Me. So before 1057, I was, I would have been like, I would be fine with Yamato or Vivi. Right now, if you were to tell me Yamato will eventually join, but, I'd be like, okay, cool. But you missed your best chance back at 1057. And now we have all this less time. So now, yeah. narratively speaking, not, Yamato would probably work better as an honorary straw hat, as much as it hurts me to say. And then Vivi being the permanent member. Because... With the whole revelation, the whole reveal that, oh, by the way, Cobra's fucking dead and Vivi is missing. And now I'm, I can't help but look at, my, look at this going like, is this going to be a possible like revenge plot line or like a justice plot line where she's going to have like an eye patch and a cybernetic arm and then <laughs> rubbing our noses in battlefield dirt all for revenge? Yeah, we're going to get Metal Gear Solid up in this shit. Like there's all this crazy shit you could do with Vivi. And that's like talking about like the future potential. If you don't want to do that, she still has of the honorary straw hats probably like the best chemistry and relations with the crew itself because looking back on those uh previous arcs even though i saw her as a npc escort for most of it she did have like relations and impacts with the crew especially with luffy at drum island where she she was the one that persuaded luffy hey 
these villagers are going through a rough time right now. You need to be a leader and ask for a doctor, not like physically force your way to find a doctor. It's not the best course of action. So she straight up has like influence on the crew, on Luffy. Um, strength wise, obviously, she's yeah, I think in, but... if she were to rejoin, there's an argument to be made that she could function as a kind of tactician, tactician, or diplomat, advisor, if you will, or diplomat. You know? Yeah, because that was like yeah. one of the things I always gave credit for Nami is that she was like the unofficial like merchant barterer of the crew right she's the one that's going to make sure if we're selling treasure i want to make sure we get the price that we deserve right and then vivi would be the unofficial diplomat where she's straight up like hey if you're going through like the revolutionary army or you're maybe talking to someone who's like maybe an agent with the world government for whatever reason vivi would probably be the best person to talk with them after all she's a celestial dragon right well don't mention that part when she's talking to the revolutionary army but you know what i mean well i mean dragon clearly not to get straight too far off, but he did have a good opinion yeah. of Cobra. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, but talk about why do we love Vivi? Why do we want Vivi to come back? Well, besides the fact that she got along with the Straw Hats and she actually, she definitely grew. We talked about Momonosuke coming around uh, in Wano. Vivi was the same thing with her arc in Arabasa, where she straight up like confronted Crocodile. Didn't she almost kill Crocodile as well, but he had the sand powers to save his ass? I think she almost cut right. his head off. Or She's- yeah, with her sickles. Yeah, her, her sickles on a string. <laughs> Man, Croc, it was so conceited. God. <laughs> you know? Such... So cocky. He knows about hockey at this point, he, looking back. He definitely does. He just doesn't give a shit. He's like, you don't have it. You're not gonna, you can't touch me. Yeah, not to mention. You know, he's that conceited. Yeah, not to mention where, despite the fact that from Vivi's position, she really had, like, no real power or influence where she currently was to try and stop the Civil War. Because at that point, right? where you had, like, all the people charging at the Capitol. She still tried to go out in the open desperately, putting herself in the crossfire. She almost got hit by a stray fire bullet from a Barak Works, right, firing the cannon, the artillery shell to bring up the sandstorm. She still puts herself in between to try and stop the bloodshed from going on. And you get that tragic scene where, um, what's, his, what's the guy's name? Uh, Kobe? No, that's, a, that's the Navy guy. Um, her childhood friend. Koga. Koga, thank you. Um, just riding right by her on the horseback, like, oh, she missed it by that much, mm. fuck. But, um, and then you just have, like, those great moments as well, where, you know, Luffy and her really connect. It's one of the favorite scenes still, where she's, like, at her lowest Honestly, point. I, I, yeah, I think you're, what you're saying kind of summarizes it. She's actually a lot like Luffy. Yeah. Is that she, she does kind of, she has her goals. It's the and leadership part. Desires, and she will... Yeah, and she'll also put herself on the line and go out to do the things she needs to do, you know? Yeah. It, she's, she's a woman of action. Yeah, despite the fact that she's physically not nearly as strong as the other crew members on the on the ship, she still puts herself out there. Like, she's not incredibly weak, but let's be honest. If she's going to fight one-on-one with, like, even, like, Chopper or Usopp, she's not going to last very long, let's be honest. But, um, but again... She was, she's adventurous as well, in a way that that's the, some of the other, like, the other weaker members are not. Yeah, so that's... I, I respected that about her as well. Yeah, so that part, she, she shares probably even more so than Carrot, where back at, uh... I forget what arc it was, but it was when there was... It was Little Garden. Little, sorry, sorry, uh, I'll talk about another scene. This is a, time, a post-time skip. When they're sailing to the reverie, and everyone of her, like, royal, like, royal cabinet or her advisors were, like, so fucking scared because Vivi's, like, like, repelling down the ropes and getting ready to sail all happy. And everyone's like, Vivi, you're a princess. Calm down. <laughs> you're putting yourself in danger. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're sailing, bitch. Raise anchor. Let's go. <laughs> She's getting all hyped up. Ready to go on the, sa- the go sailing. I thought you were going to say when when they, Luffy was going to go explore. And she's like, I'm down. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's not a coward. She actually wants to be part of the adventure. 
I think. I mean, meanwhile, Mommy and Usopp are like, nah, I'm gonna stay. Yeah, exactly. Right she's she's in the ship. She's not quite as cowardly. Um also she's not cowardly, sorry. I don't know why I said not quite as cowardly, assuming she was. Um, yeah, I'd say she has no she ain't got no business. Yeah, I was gonna right say that, Cobra didn't raise no business. That was a slip of the like, tongue, you know? sorry. <laughs> um I was gonna say, I think, speaking of Little Garden, wasn't there a part where it was with a uh, Mister Three, right? When he used the wax to freeze Nami, her, and Zoro, didn't? Wasn't she the one to say to recommend cutting off the limbs, or was that Zoro? And then she agreed with it. No, she was a little hesitant. I think she's a, she was a little quick to give up initially. I think that was kind of her, maybe of the flaw, if you will. Maybe, but it it wasn't like made to be a big issue though. Not really. That, again, Little Garden's also one of my least favorite arcs, so I don't remember too much about that. I just trying to remember that one characterization because the one that I actually forgot, but I was reminded of preparing for this episode was Vivi straight up got shot. I think at Drum Island where she was trying to stop um the villagers and the Straw Hats from attacking one another because right. things were very tense because Nami was super sick. Luffy was demanding a doctor. The villagers, they just recovered from Blackbeard raiding and also Wapple's gone. So they have like no security, no order. And so they're fucking scared and frightened. And so they get the guns out and they fire. And I think Vivi gets in the way and she straight up takes the bullet, even though Luffy could have taken it, no problem. Yeah. But even then, she's still telling Luffy, don't fight these people. They've been through a lot. Our priority is to save Nami and get a doctor. Don't ruin it by being aggressive. And that later, that yeah. leadership lesson. And you can totally interpret that scene as, as like Vivi doing that intentionally. Because she knows Luffy can take that bullet, I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. But, but it's like, is that what those guys that are the scared villagers need to see? Like, you know, a bullet bouncing off of him. Yeah, and, and make him even more scared. <laughs> And exactly that, that's like Vivi is she's very prescient, right? She knows what to do in the moment. She's like appropriately how to act appropriately, if you will. Yeah. Because of her diplomatic background. Yes. And she's she's just great. I love her. It's the initiative as what at the age of, I think, 15 or she's 16, maybe 17. I think I, pre -time I know she's skip. the same age or a little bit younger. I think pre-time skip. She was yeah. 16. 17 at the oldest. Yeah. She was, she left her, like, her comfortable palace to be a to spy. Go pursue, like, yeah, a dark, <laughs> like, a, like an underground attempt to take over her country, you know, on her own. Yeah. So we're talking about, it's pretty crazy. Similar talents where she had, like, the similar, like, eagerness as Carrot. She also has a similar espionage skills as Robin, where she can lay, straight up lay low and be a, an infiltrator if need be. Also, I mentioned, like, kind of weaker on the strength side. She can take a bullet still. She's got the constitution. She's not like completely frail. <laughs> and that's like I mentioned earlier where she straight up can get. Like I said, bro, she got no bitch in her. She'll take that bullet and she yep. still does her like still diplomatic. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> also, we've been jump. We've been kind of like pussyfooting around it. Vivi joining the crew is a two in one deal. If Vivi joins. Best boy Karu joins as well, <laughs> and bro, we and then yes, <laughs> please. Hell, that's our fucking nicknames. It's, if we get Vivi, we get Karu, we get a Pokemon as part of the crew. Bro, honestly, I need the Usopp sniping on Karu's back. I need that run. Please. I need that. I need Karu like full speed running around a battlefield and Usopp like not even able to be seen mm -hmm. sniping people. Yeah, just, that's the final battle. Yeah, shit yeah, I yeah they think a sniper's firing at them, right? And they look in one direction. They like, oh, he must be at that tower. But then they get hit from like the other side of what the group's looking is at. It, is it weird that I honestly believe that if Karu joined, he would get better moments than Chopper? <sighs> it's not because the part what you were describing was a moment that happened in two of the One Piece movies. Right, where like Usopp's on Chopper's back. 
but I don't remember that seeing a lot of that in the manga at all. And he could literally do that with Karu and have these two, because that's literally Karu's role. He's to be the mobility. He's the mount, right? To deliver messages or to provide speed in moments of combat. Right. Because <sighs> Chopper is always <laughs> never utilized fully in combat. Oh, no, please. Come on. But as I point from before, if Vivi joins, Karu joins, they are inseparable. Or, <gasps> no, would Oda do that? Chopper has just never been utilized as well as he was in, in Alabasta, which... Yeah, Alabasta was you know? his best combat moment. It still is. His first real one is still his best one, where he's teaming up with Usopp. And, unfortunately, since then, his best moment has been, I think... And when he was the decoy as well was awesome. The decoy... When he used, when he used the body shape ability to, to lure Croc, and then he transferred... Right, so Arabasta's a whole. Yeah, Arabasta. Because his next big moment was not really a character moment. It was more like a, oh, look, I can turn into Hulk now. That was Eni's lobby. And since then, it's been kind of on the back burner, unfortunately. It's just like, come on, man. But I was, I was getting to my, with my, hor- my worrisome thought. Remember that little thought process where I'm like, oh, Vivi's going to go on a quest to offer revenge? What if it's not just for avenging Cobra, but also to rescue Karu? Would Oda be that cool and separate Karu and Vivi so we don't get both of them together? Would he be that would kill me <laughs> and just go wait that would be like the ultimate that, fuck you oh, to me that's the monkey's paw right we say we want to be on yeah, the crew that's literally the the biggest f you oda could yeah, give me is to, to finally bring vivi back and not have Karu yeah back. oda's like hey monkey's paw here hey the fans want vivi back they didn't say Karu. <laughs> fingers curling like hey here's vivi not Karu. I, I would be that meme of that you know the dude like with his lips real tight and the one tear coming down the cheek just looking up yep. like, just like what why, why damn it <laughs> why'd you do this to me so uh if vivi were on the straw hat ranking lists where would you put vivi would she be above sanji like easily like high middle i think she would so above brooke above sanji probably like six seven yeah yeah about that range i, I think that too i think she'd be i think she'd be on equal with brooke for me maybe higher um, because Brooks obviously been with the crew more recently, but she'd be like a round Robin for me, probably a little bit below Frankie, probably right below Frankie. Yeah. Cause actually. Frankie's your number four or five. I think I had him six, six, five or six. Yeah. Okay. That's about right. So yeah, she's around there. Yeah. Lower right than there. Frankie, higher than Brooke. I can see that. Um, oh, and I didn't ask, uh, what about Carrot and Yamato? Carrot, I think would be. I think I put her below Chopper, but above Kimimon if Kimimon was on the list. Um, but below Chopper. Really? I like Keen- If Keenamon were to join, he'd be... Mm, that's actually kind of tough. He'd probably be a, like, high-low tier, right? Like, the eight or nine spot. <sighs> Not above Chopper, though. I like Chopper for, obviously, personal More than Keenamon? Yeah, more than Keenamon. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't agree with that. <laughs> See, I, that's how bad you've done my boy Chopper, man. <laughs> but That's how bad. That, that's how much I'm willing to stick with Chopper. <laughs> But honestly, Chopper in the New World has had such a slow run. I know. That, that's not for this episode. I know. You can hear, you've heard our, our new run stuff. Yeah. You've heard all the episodes, Let's, probably. Someone's got to stick up for Pikachu. If you haven't, you know, you got a backlog. Someone's so got to stick great. up for Pikachu, man. It's got to be me. <laughs> I still love Chopper. <laughs> yeah, you know? I know. I know. But for the sake of this argument, yeah, it's like, where would you put him? Um, if, yeah, I think if Keenamon were to join, I would like him more as a straw hat than Chopper. Oh, you know what? Like. I think I'm still soured by... It's not even Keenamon's fault as a character, but it's the, the writing where we had that fake death scene where Kaido looks like he killed Kinemon, and then the next scene, oh, by the way, his limbs are still separated, so he actually survived the stab, and I'm like, that's a fake out. Come on. That's a, that's a pussy out. Come on, Oda. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to die right there. 
but agreed but again that's like something that's like that's not even the character's fault but that's kind of souring where it's just like uh, it's just lack of decision making kind of affecting my opinion of the character uh what about carrot hmm had to think about that huh <laughs> yeah i like i like i'm not like i'm not a huge carrot fan mm. although i do think she may be on track to join right oh, i yeah. don't like stan her yeah if, if that's the term yeah this is the with. straw hat list right uh, where we love I would everyone probably put her with chopper at the bottom yeah right she's that she's that kind of person for me right now yeah i would that's why for me i would put but well we disagree probably with, below chopper yeah we just at the bottom yeah we disagree with kinemon but i would put carrot below chopper but above kinemon if they were both on the crew um but again that could easily change because like i said there's comparisons with Avatar Lost Airbender with character origins. So, like, but so she could do either or. How do you feel about Carrot character-wise? Like, you said you didn't really feel like she was being ramped up the first time. Not really. Through. I still don't see... I still don't think character-wise. Because for me, the problem with Carrot is that she's such a blank page where you can do anything with the character. But because there's been so little so far, it that affects my opinion where I'm like, okay, so then what is her character? Like, what, where are you going? Okay, I, I think Personal you may adventures. have, maybe because I've read it a couple times. So here's what I think of Carrie. All right, go for it. I think she was, she is kind of Chopper-like, but in mm-hmm. a, with a slightly different twist. I remember you mentioning this, yeah. Yeah, she's, um, she's not, or she's equally as childlike, maybe even a little more so than Chopper than we met him, but it's because she is naive. And she's never like been off of Zoo. She's been spending her life on the back of an elephant. <laughs> you know, it's like it's Chopper weird. at Drum Island. Yeah, like to her, normal is living in a giant pineapple in a tree. Yeah. So when she comes down from there, everything is foreign, even the ocean itself. Mm-hmm. And I th- so she doesn't really know anything about it, but she she's very intrigued by it. Yeah. And she she says that she's like super in awe, like a kid, like a baby, right? Like amazed with everything. Yeah. Like Yamato in this case. And yeah, and she she really wants to go. I kind of that's how I think of it. Let's compare it to her, her to uh to a baby, whereas Chopper was more like a young kid. Yeah. Her like she wants to go out and experience. And then Chopper the whole was kind of get scared. her hands on everything, yeah, Chop- and just and touch around. And Chopper, yeah, was Chopper just is the point enough. where he's afraid of certain things. Yeah, just old and enough. He needs to get past that. Yeah, because Chopper went through a bunch of like personal turmoil and shit with both the reindeer and the villagers, where he did he never felt welcome anywhere. So that's why he was more cautious and more scared. Whereas Carrot, like he said, is naive through lack of experience. But that also makes her more bubbly, adventurous, and joyful. Yes. And wants to go it, out there. What's weird though is that. Her, so her storyline, I think it it does like in her dream is basically just to go on a, a grand adventure, which is which blank you page. Know, she could go on the best adventure with Luffy, right? Yeah, but so I think that does kind of set her up. But where her plot line would be seeming to end now is where is where it gets a little weird mm-hmm. because her it's like coming into responsibility is like it doesn't really logically follow the setup right yeah a coming of age story where i know you want to go out and adventure and have fun but you have responsibilities yeah that would have followed chopper's character a little more kind of learning to to overcome his fear to to do his responsibility right that was kind of his arc and i think that's ultimately my issue with carrot is she's too similar to chopper with like just not enough spins to put her in her own character that's my personal she's like she's afraid of responsibility and he had to overcome fear, I guess, yeah. to, and, to do his responsibilities, if you will. And that goes back to what I was saying, where you need to do, like, a whole Aang storyline where it's like, no, have her have, like, these moments where she has to choose a responsible, dutiful thing, <sighs> or what her instincts tell her yeah. to do. Again, she needs characterization, is what I'm saying. It's too it, much of a blank It could page. work. I can see it working to where her plotline comes around, where she's with the Straw Hats, and then in the final war, she takes control of the Minx. And that's it, right? That's yeah, she actually stands up as a leadership role. So, 
that's why I think ultimately she would be better off as a side character for the Minx. But yeah, she but, doesn't even have to necessarily join the Straw Hats for that to happen. Exactly. She could tag along for like maybe another arc, maybe even two. Yeah. And then go do her thing, right? Yeah. Or so et cetera, et cetera. fan fiction theory time, she's stowed away on the ship, right? She wants to go on adventure. She has her arc, right? But she learns the like what she has to do to be a leader and what and why she just can't leave the Minx. They're in a, they're in a very bad position right now where, hey, their two best leaders are retired, old, and wounded. She needs to be there for the minks, and then she goes back, but she's still considered an honorary member of the Straw Hat, like Vivi, right? And she has a repeat of Vivi's quest line, which is the unfortunate repetition there. And you yeah, could have I that. Think she's the mode. most of official, non-official honorary. Straw yeah, hat. that's why I like I had like two categories where I'm like, these are the honorary, unofficial honoraries, and then I have three other questionable unofficial straw almost in the way that law i want to say law but i can't good, actually good transition you know what i mean good transition. well i was gonna say let's bring up law <laughs> yeah yeah carrot yeah i'm done with carrot let's talk about law yeah so yeah, we definitely we, an ally but in no way a straw hat unfortunately yeah so it's carrot was definitely the most official unofficial honorary member and now we have someone who's like been on the crew longer than carrot but because he's so Sundere, and also he's just a super rookie himself. He's his own captain. He can't be an honorary straw hat, but let's be honest. The crew would welcome him with open arms, even though he would not say so personally. <laughs> like, when yeah. Chopper say goodbye to him the last chapter, he's like, piss off! <laughs> and I'm just like, no, Law, you don't mean that. I still remember fucking Punk Hazard where Chopper's just hanging onto his head <laughs> as he's backpacking mm-hmm, he's strapped on. And Law's just like, fucking kill me. Why did I do this? <laughs> But let's be honest, Law loves it. He loves the attention. He loves the love. Let's be honest. His first mate's a polar bear. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, Law's definitely a fan favorite. Th- oh, without a doubt. Um, whenever he's on screen, he takes the spotlight where he has like, his own drip, his own style. And also, again, he's been through a bunch of personal shit himself, with, both with and without the straw hats. So in a different timeline where, let's say, Oda decides, yeah, I'm going to fuck over his crew and give him some weird excuse to like, crash land with the straw hats. I wouldn't mind. That'd be fucking weird, but I'd be like, you know what? Law's been with the crew quite a while. Sure. He's a cool character. We know his backstory. We know his motivations. He's got the Will of D connection. So, sure. Mm, that's a big one. It wouldn't be my Probably. top choice, but I would accept it. You know? Like, yeah, sure. Um, Again, not to mention, I just love Has there ever been a crew with two Ds? Uh, I don't think so. Not Non-confirmed, at not least. Not confirmed, yeah. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Q and uh, Soga D King returns to the crew. <laughs> I'm I'm still not ruling Kid out. By the way, for for a D. Oh, all three top super I rookies. Think, I think I think the fact that it, yeah, I think the fact that his name is written with two Ds, it's literally right there. The second D is actually from the middle. Yeah, beca- right? yeah, because it's, it's like hidden in his name. Yeah, and also the historical context to reinforce that Captain Kid in real life only had one D, not two. One D, exactly. Actually, wait, wait hang on. Is it really spelled with one D or two? Captain Kid, Kid in, in the manga, in Eustace Kid, yeah, in the in the manga is two D's. Two D's, okay, okay, K I D D. So it makes you think that maybe it's just Kid and the Kid D Eustace or Eustace D Kid. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was a translation error because I was like, why is there two D's? But yeah, if that if it really is confirmed to have two D's, then yeah, it would go in with yeah, his name is still Eustace uh, Kid. Yeah, that's how it's Romanized. Okay, written. Yeah, then that absolutely works because yeah, the real life Kid only had one D, so that could definitely work. But yeah, so Trafalgar D Law, I wouldn't mind him, but. I think let's talk about the side honorary character you want to bring up most is Bentham. I think we should talk about him, right? Honorary. Yes. As real, real deal, (laughs) real deal friendship. The realest of the real ones, man. He's 
as far as the non-honorary Straw Hats, oh, if you want to even say that, because he kind of is to me. He, he's done so much shit for Luffy and the crew. Arabasa, Impel Down, key critical like moments. If, if, there, if Luffy came out and been like, oh man, outside of you guys, this is my best friend, I would be like, damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> you have show some respect to Bentham. Yeah, the only... Like the only like personal things I would say that would be difficult would be I know there are certain members like Nami and Sanji that would rightfully not like him. Sanji because he fought him back at Arabasta, and then Nami because well Bentham's kind of a creep at the very beginning. But yeah. the actions he's done since those that shaky introduction because remember he was a goon he was an antagonist when we first see him but he comes around as a true bro <laughs> to help out the Straw Hats and then again. Straight up, the rawest moment for me was not even the very, very last moment in Impel Down. It was when they were at level six and they're about to be attacked by the wolves. And then Bentham was fighting off the wolves to protect an unconscious poison Luffy going, you know, I will do Bentham everything. Bentham literally cleared the way for Luffy's escape in every arc. In every arc. <laughs> every Except tech, if you count Little Garden, where he briefly showed up. Ah, it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> he was, he was a goon then. It's fine. I believe, I believe in rehabilitation True. and growth. Bentham's gone through that. <laughs> and again, just everything he's done to help Luffy, like critical moments of escape. I... Did you ever find that quote? I know in the pre-recording, you're trying to find a quote for Bentham at the, what he says at the end of Impel Down, like that really stuck. Because I remember that moment. I, I think I was actually thinking of what he says at the end of Alabasta, Alabasta when okay. he says like, oh, you can stray from the path of a man or a woman, but there's no strength in the path of a human. Like, fly from here, my friend, yep. or something. You <laughs> nah, know, you fools. Then, yeah, he strikes his pose and he fights him off. Yep. I loved that. Crane man. style. What, what a moment. Absolutely. Because he instantly, as we talked about briefly in our Alabasta episode, goes from a character that like, you kind of this like hate maybe thinks a little funny so you're like dope mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like what a dude and he was on the merry-go for a oh, very little time but he was on the merry-go so you know he said put on the ship it would be true yeah it would be completely offset and also i mentioned the people who wouldn't like him nami and sanji luffy usopp and chopper absolutely love him so you have your support from the straw hats <laughs> if he were to suddenly just show up out of nowhere from impel down like off-screen breakout and be like Hey, you want to help me join your crew? And then those are be like, fuck yeah, get the hell on, bro. <laughs> We're going to dance right now. Yeah. So also, he is pretty funny. Um, like I said, his I kind of thought we were going to get like low key a little bit more information about him because his devil fruit appeared in Wano, but nothing. Yeah, nothing. I would like to know how it got out of Wano. Yeah, or at least some kind of like very weird imitation you know power. anything maybe he maybe he was from wano or something i, I expected maybe a little something about our boy yeah because the last thing That's we okay. learned was that he's confirmed to be alive and he's the new leader of the level six prisoners that fell down like he's the new uh ivankov basically right yeah he took over so yeah so he's still alive and well-being he looks happy so good for him so i think of the core honorary straw hats we got those main ones out of the way right those are the closest ones or do you have a few more Oh, the core ones. I think those that, that that's it for the close. Yeah. So like the traveling companions. If you yeah, know. exactly. So these are the ones are like they're allies, but also, hey, if Oda decided after an arc or two, these one of these names would join as a permanent member. There's a very good chance. Most of us would be like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. That would work. Just make it convincing. Right. Some of them like Vivi, for example, you're not going to get any argument from us. We think it's going to happen. And then some characters yeah. like Carrot or uh, Law, you would have to do a lot to convince us, right? And be like, okay, just give me the setup, make it believable, all right, and then sell me in the long run, right? So definitely on that front. So allies, though, honorable allies, I think we have to give a shout-out to Kobe 
first ally Luffy had, right? He met Kobe before he met Zoro. We have to mention Kobe. That's a weird one to call an ally at this point. Though. Yeah, it's a question mark. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's a question mark, but uh, Kobe is like the... I, I would say a, a non-antagonist, at least. Yeah, because of all the Marines, Kobe is the open one that goes, I'm going to capture you, Luffy, but I'm going to do it honorably and fairly. I'm like, are you Yeah, are you he's, a Marine? he's the most friendly Marine. Yeah, are, are you sure cards. you're a Marine? You're, you're serving Aikainu? You sure? <laughs> Not to mention the side story, um, the plot development we're getting on the side where Kobe's a part of Sword Unit, which might or may not be a rogue unit within world government. So who the fuck knows? So, I think that's pretty much confirmed. So that's why I put a question mark next to Kobe. He could be a future ally, but as of right now, he's like the friendliest antagonist right now. <laughs> because, and after all, he had a, quite a glow up too, from being scared of Alveda to a captain or a... Wait, is he, he's a buff captain now, right? He's a... He's a vice admiral. Yeah, he's a vice admiral. Holy shit. So he's gone quite a long way. Thanks to Garp. <laughs> um, but yeah. I just... I mean, I get that he's strong, but I... Man, last we saw of him, he was about to go fight Boa Hancock yeah. and <laughs> all the Amazons. He is either dead or... I have to know how that ended. That's also, you know, also I need why. to know how that confrontation went. Also why I put the question mark on Ally. Maybe he's going to talk to Boa. Like, actually genuinely talk. Like, to team up. Not to actually, you know... Because he has to. <laughs> As I said before, I also like Kobe, and I'm not. I'm not even upset with uh, like his power scaling as it's come along. I feel like it's appropriate. Yeah, he's like two sets. But I don't. I don't. I would be a little upset if he beat Boa. I think that Absolutely. would upset yeah. my understanding of yeah, you know, of the world a little bit. Yeah, as, unless as I've explained, I do like Boa and only female. <laughs> oh well, second now, mm -hmm. conquer a Saki user technically if you're counting Yamato, right? Yeah. If you do, um. But yeah, yeah, but Kobe would not be successful without major backup. But I don't think he has Fujitora or Akaina with him. I think he was the leader of the group. Yeah, I think he of... was the big guns there, and that's just not enough, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. And that's why I think that if we get the next step of that storyline, that plotline, it's going to be him and her talking and speaking, because he's going to like express it. No, I am uh, close to uh, Luffy in some way. We have our mutual like uh, respect for one another. We're enemies if we see each other, but there's we can be temporary allies right now because there's there's some shit going on with the world government and I need your help or some shit like that. So that could be something. Um speaking of Boa, another ally. She um took care of Luffy during the two year time skip, provided the island, uh provided him with uh <laughs> the lack of meat, I should say. <laughs> I, that scene is still fucking hilarious. Yeah, she <laughs> helped as much as she was allowed to. Yeah. The only disappointment with Boa, I mentioned this over and over again, I'll keep it brief, is just it definitely seems her characterization took a nosedive once they decided, yo, Boa's going to be obsessed with Luffy in a romantic way. It was funny yeah. the first time. It's not funny the, la the next 20 times. So hopefully if we get that Kobe side story, we'll see the old Boa again. Because that that old Boa was actually intriguing, right? That position of power. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be fine if it was, like, somewhere more in the middle. You know, I'm, I'm cool if she has feelings for Luffy and she likes him because oh, yeah. of I'm fine with how that he too. treated her. Just, but I, I don't like how she's been detracted to that as her primary feature. Yeah, it's cranked to an 11. You can crank it down to a 6 and still be funny and fine. You can crank it down, maybe even a 7. But don't make it so that whenever she just looks at him, she's blushing. She's just mm -hmm. straight up, like not the same person anymore luffy says like any one line like i'm off now and then she goes oh she got me off oh like it's like shit like that like again it's funny the first time yeah not as funny other times but yeah boa still still stands though as one of the better allies for the straw hats because yeah sure her connection with luffy um 
I think one of the better ones is Silver's Riley, right? Former member of the Rogers crew. Oh, yeah. Straight up trained Luffy on that island for two years. Um, not to mention... He, Silver Riley is actually... He hasn't gotten a huge amount of characterization. He's a big mystery. Right? He's. We, I think the more we learn about the world, it kind of characterizes him in a way because we know that he knows things that we don't. What was... And so obviously we, we think he helped Luffy because of the straw hat. He he knows it's his captain's obviously. Yeah, the will of and the. And he sees the, the correlation. Hat. He he probably knows he got it from Shanks. What we don't know is if the hat itself is a message or something from Shanks mm-hmm. because we don't know much about Shanks either. Yeah, the biggest characterizations we got for Rayleigh so far that I can remember is when he helped save Cami. Right, is that her name from uh from Shib- uh Shibodi? But before she got yeah, she got, yeah she got Cami. Thank you. When she had the explosive collar. But the biggest thing I think was in the flashback with Odin. Where he goes, the ancient weapons are considered weapons, but from a certain perspective. For all we know, they could yeah. be something else, like just tools. So that could also be the best characterization we got for Rayleigh. So maybe he keeps a more open mind, or because he knew the truth, right? I don't know if this was before or after. I apologize for that, but it's a key detail. But either way, it's a key bit of information that could describe his yeah. perspective. And we know, like, we know surface things kind of about his personality. We know he's very level headed and he's super chill. You know, he kind of goes with the flow. I like that about him. He's like, eh, we'll just see what happens. Like, I can get myself out of any bad situation. Also confident all, as well. Yeah. Also, unironically, he also looks like the Giga Chad meme, just with the beard. Oh, totally. <laughs> and the hair. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's the one that has like that square, huge jawline. I'm like, yeah, this is just Giga Chad. So <laughs> Oda just embraces it. He could do it. Um, Let's see. We got Riley, Boa, Kobe with the question mark. Uh, we mentioned him or her already. They, Emporia, uh, Ivankov, definitely a friend to Luffy, um, and therefore the Straw Hats. Helps with the Impel Down breakout, and also a connection with the Revolutionary Army, right? So if there's ever a moment in the yeah. future where the Straw Hats and the Revolutionaries need to team up for whatever reason, Ivankov could serve as an ambassador or like a messenger if Sabo isn't there, right? Eva made made a pretty strong and great impression on me, despite only being around for a short amount of time. Powerwise too, just the imp build down. Yeah, powerwise. Not even all of them build down. Mm-hmm. A powerwise too, because whenever he grew like the massive head, I kept thinking of a. Uh, I'm brain farting on the character name. Marvel vs. Cap- Marvel vs. Capcom fighting character, or just Marvel character. Modok. Modok. Thank you. <laughs> I kept thinking of him. So whenever like the like, straw hats and the prisoners are breaking out, and you just see like Ivankov's giant head in the background, I'm like, hey, look! <laughs> I reminded of Marvel vs. Capcom. So that, and honestly, almost all of Eva's gags hit for me so frequently. I don't know what it is about it. Even like the like the joking, like about being hurt by attacks. Oh yeah, I don't know why I find me. it so damn funny. Oh, not to mention Ivankov. Side side note, also knows a dirty little secret about Crocodile that we still don't know about, but people have theorized. Have a lot of yeah, um, and with Crocodile back in the spotlight. Yeah, and um, very interesting theories. <laughs> it's, um, the more no- the most normal ones being that oh maybe Crocodile hooked up with someone that Ivanka was like oh by the way haha they're actually a dude and of course Crocodile being him would be you know right. ego like his ego would be so hurt by that if that was secret was out oh my god but obviously the biggest most infamous theory or I guess famous theory would be Crocodile is actually Luffy's mom. <laughs> yeah that's the classic this, the is, mom. this isn't the episode to dive into that fan theory but it's very it's very fun and interesting because there's no evidence to disprove it so i'll just let it stand for what it is um but yeah ivankov definitely has that connection um also kuma kuma the tyrant right or kuma the khan as i like to call him where straight up we thought he was one of the 
biggest warlords, biggest walls, right? Because Shabodi happens, and I get my holy shit red wedding moment. And then it turns out, no, he actually deliberately teleported each of the straw hats to a like the perfect location for each of them to get major power boosts, to get training montages in, right? To get stronger, to actually prepare for post Marijoa. So, okay, he's an ally, he's a friend, but why? Is it just because he's part of the Revolutionary Army? What's his actual connection? Who knows? But as of 1057, he's rescued, and we know he's in a, you know, he's in a recovered somewhat state, kind of. Like, he's, he's basically more robot than alive at this point. But he's not like, you know, cyborg it up like he was like at the Reverie, right? Where he's like beaten down to like a mm-hmm. inch of his life. So we could get answers from Kuma at some point. After his, and it's also, <laughs> also the source to your and I's favorite theory of is going to teleport out of the sky with Karu any second now in a paw print. Just wait, guys. Right. Just wait. <laughs> I'll take Vivi in any way I can get her. Exactly. That's the fastest and most believable way Vivi can catch up to the Thousand Sunny and start. Like Sabo could just be flying and holding and dragging them through the air, and I'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't care. Exactly. I just bring her. And, yeah. I need her here now. Because last we know of Vivi, she's missing. She could be flying in the air as we speak. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, well, either way, Kuma is that another interesting mystery character that we need to know more information about. Speaking speaking of Sabo, another very prominent ally. Oh, of, of course, Straw absolutely. Hatsu, a very big and another fan favorite of side characters. How do you feel about Sabo? Sabo, I'm like he had great first impressions of like just like oh you're straight up like the third brother. I believe that we got that flashback. Oh shit, you're cool. You got that cool steampunk aesthetic to you. You also have this mysterious, like, again, that I think I mentioned it on air. I'm not to remember um, the that violent tendency that he had for that one brief moment. And that brought up that is that him or is that possible devil fruit? Like, doing right. that part, but he seems hot headed. Exactly. So we don't know about that part. That could be like a huge character flaw that could expand upon. Um, also, just his main connection being like the number two of the Revolutionary Army. And he's like the blood brother in quote of luffy that could definitely serve as like yeah hell yeah he's a definite ally i am also i don't know if oda has plans i don't know what oda has planned ultimately for the revolutionary army if they end up being like an actual a force of good or like a neutral faction or a surprise antagonistic force who knows but sabo himself well, seems I've, to be I've a friend made the luffy. argument before and i've heard maybe a couple other people say that you, the Revolutionary Army, I can only imagine that they have to be ideologically flawed in some way, because if they weren't, I feel like the main character would be a revolutionary. In right? some way, yeah. You would... And, you know, that's just like from a storytelling perspective, that would make the most sense. So therefore, like if the revolutionaries aren't the right ones to usher in the new era, you know, these other type of pirates are not the right ones to usher in the new era. And uh, Luffy's ideology is the right way, right? So there has to be they have to be wrong in some way. I would say if you want to dive deeper into the ideology ideological ideal uh, I cannot talk, I'm sorry. The ideological uh, argument is the Revolutionary Army is about it's still about order, right? It's about establishing a new structure, a new society. Whereas pirates is about disbanding all society, all rule, right? And to be free and live your own life, right? So even if the Revolutionary Army is, let's say, their version of a structured society is anti-world government, and it is, but their version is also what you said, flawed in some way, but we just don't know exactly how flawed. 
it would still ultimately be anti-Straw Hat. But as of right now, they could be the enemy of my enemy is my friend because we're both taking down the world government at some point or like or attacking members of it. Right. Like admirals. Yeah. Shit. So that's why I kind of believe in the, that mindset as well, where it's like maybe they are a ideological uh, ideology is like this very authoritarian, but maybe more, I don't know, like maybe communist because they have like those, you know, we see those comparisons, right? We saw like the, the Che Guevara me or reference with uh, um, Caribou in that one uh, pre-story. After all, they always call themselves revolutionaries. That's a very common term used when you're describing, like, you know, communist revolutions in historical context. Yeah. So, again, I don't know how far Oda's going to go along that path, but what we do know is it, they're definitely anti-imperial, anti-world government, because everything the world government's doing, they're like, no, this is why we're, you know, revolting. That's why we're doing this. And for a minute... For a very brief second, actually, it mm -hmm. almost looked like that was going to happen with the Savo and Cobra situation. Yes. But turns out that probably not. Yeah, we'll we, we, we don't know <laughs> the details episode. because as of the last chapter, yeah, Dragon, that's another ally, I guess. That's a question mark, too, because we don't know Dragon's full. That's what I don't <laughs> And we know literally like nothing about him, so I really have nothing to say about him. Am I interested by him? Yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> we're interested. I'm interested a little bit with him too, but honestly, more of my mystery is more into like, let me get more Sabo and maybe Koala as well. Like, I'm more interested in them than I am with Dragon, I'll be honest. Like his main interest is just he's a mysterious character and he's the blood father of Luffy. But I'm also just like, hey, he's more of like an RA leader right now. I I care more about Sabo and Koala. But again, a revolutionary army centered yeah. arc could completely change that. Right? Why did Dragon completely like just leave Luffy behind? Like, what was his reasoning? Is he really that committed to the cause? Was there a personal protection part of it? Was it a mix of both? Was it something else entirely? Who knows? But I guess, long story short, we went a little, we went a little tangent with the revolutionaries, but it, it's relevant because 1058 relevant. brought a lot of questions to that table. Um, but yeah, Sabo and Koala, uh, because, oh, also, we mentioned their connection to Luffy, or at least Sabo's connection to Luffy, their connection to Robin. Robin spent her two-year gap with the revolutionaries. So right. that's your, also your connection as well, at least with Koala. So also her connection as well with the Fishman um, Island's backstory as well. Like that part really intrigued me as well. So they're definitely possible allies in the future. I can't imagine them being enemies. Maybe in a very tragic yeah. way, you can convince me how Sabo and Luffy ends up being enemies in a very like tragic way, but you'd have to really mm, do a good job on that. Yeah. And you have to really, and you me. probably need more than 150 chapters to do that. I don't know. Um, would you consider uh, Sanji's sister Raiju to be an ally? An ally? Not necessarily, but not antagonistic. Yeah. But for Neutral. we do have a couple more official allies that I still want to discuss, and I want to talk about Barto and Cavendish, yeah. particularly <laughs> from the Grand Fleet. Yep. As, as they're the standouts, let's be honest. Yeah, the Straw Hat Fleet. I wrote down Leo as well, just because he's a little guy. <laughs> Leo, Leo is is up there. Listen, that little dude has a lot of heart. <laughs> yeah, he he does have a really good showing, but he doesn't stick out to me in quite the same way that Barto and Kevin just do. Yeah, I was. I was you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I was gonna say. Uh, the one that stood out 
the most at the arena anyway was the giant. Uh, you wrote down his name. I didn't have his name. Here. Yeah, Harudin. Harudin, yeah. Yeah, he, and he's definitely coming back around. I, I can't imagine him not being an Elbaf. Yeah, if they bring back Elbaf. That's almost guaranteed to be like an Usopp, to have a big moment there. Hopefully so. And he was also tied into the God Usopp moment. He's the one who declares that he, he Usopp rose God him up. Usopp, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, so that was cool. So he, he and Usopp do have a relationship. He respects the shit out of Usopp whether, and Luffy. Whether Usopp wants that relation or not. <laughs> oh, I think I think he'll gladly accept Hadrudin as his follower. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I was referring back to, like, why they're friends. Because I'm remembering when he was right, being held right. up. It was like, At the moment, me, he didn't love it. Put me down, yeah. you fucking asshole. And then it comes it off as, I. I am yeah. your savior <laughs> as he's muttering out follow me follow me to liberty and salvation yeah so i'm I'm very excited for him to, to come back around i guess he was he stuck out in the way that i think he's going to be very relevant i wonder speaking of the giants i wonder if the giants from little garden will be mentioned at all when Usopp visits there what are the names again is it dorian brogy dorian brogy brogy okay uh, I wonder if they'll be mentioned at all, or if they'll actually be there. Maybe like they actually finish their fight at Little Garden and they just sailed back. Like, yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're cool now. Yeah, we, I would like that. We're tired. <laughs> we we duked it out for a hundred plus years. Yeah, we're good now. Yeah, we're settled. Well, we can say for sure, uh, Oimo and Kashi, the giants from Eni's Lobby, will right. be right. Yeah, yeah, the ones. So that'll be a cool reunion. Even if we don't get Dorian Brogy, we'll get Oimo and Kashi for sure. Yeah, and those are the two that Usopp straight up dropped the names from Little Garden, and then they're like, "Oh shit, you actually know those giants? Oh, they're alive. Oh, we got lied to." fuck these assholes um well yeah they they actually like owe him a debt you know kind of they're like yeah, that's yeah our you, boy. you saved us more so than the other two. yeah you saved us from the world government essentially we were just their lackeys and we had no idea we were being lied to um so definitely on that the straw hat fleet we definitely gotta give them props for that i hope we do see them if the revolutionary army sorry we keep going back to the ra it's one of the parts i want the most if the ra does have like a beat a key battle moment that the straw hat somehow find themselves in I think the Grand Fleet will show up there, if anywhere, because that's when you will see, like, all the Marines and all the Revolutionaries fighting at once, and then you get, like, the pirate allies joining in as well, if that, if that happens. Because I think the fleet will not show up for, like, a a Blackbeard fight. I think that would be, like, Thousand Sunny. I, I prefer the idea of the fleet starting the war in the way that, like, Whitebeard kind of rolled up to Marine Ford. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Then the Revolutionaries go, oh, shit, now's our time to strike, right? Now, now, yeah. Now's the opportunity. So that, I could see that definitely happening, too. Um, and so, yeah. So Hatrogen, great. Cavendish, also great. And I'll, I'll tie in Hakuba in a weird way, because it, it it counts. Who, He's kind of two in one. Who was the one that married uh, the maid not to be? Uh, oh, Sai. Sai? Yeah, Sai also. He, wait, is it? He's, he's part of the Grand Fleet. I don't know if he's a captain, but I know his... Uh, he is. He is, okay. He's the leader of the the Chinjao, Don Chinjao's Navy, the, the Hapo Navy. The forehead go. pirates, the big head pirates, or something like that? I think yeah, the, the pinhead, pinhead guy the with his pinhead. grandpa. Who you calling pinhead? <laughs> yeah, so he's actually, like, one of the, the more influential members he's, of the Grand Fleet, because he's, like, in a position similar to Vivi. He is a country's leader. Mm-hmm. He has his own navy that's very powerful, and he's... He's a straw hat. He's, you know, pledged to, to the straw hats. He also is in a lot of political shitstorm, though, because he was supposed to marry someone else and he abandoned her for a. Uh... Don't give a fuck, baby five. <laughs> baby five, thank you. <laughs> I want to say Babylon five. I think that was an old sci fi show. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think it was. But yeah, baby five. Um, but yeah, so he might start that shitstorm. So we lost future allies to the, to the Grand Fleet. You got to play politics, man. We're your leader. 
Game of Thrones taught me that. Yeah, Sai um, was, I would, if I was going to say the three standouts, it would be Cavendish, Barto, and Sai. That's fair, yeah. Not aesthetically, because I would and, say the giant. Leo but... close fourth, right? Leo's more of a Yeah, that's guy. true. <laughs> but I think, I think they were kind of showcased at the end to be the three strong, quote-unquote, ones. Yeah, and also a... Pat- Especially Sai, really. Oh, we're talking about Dressrosa. We have to mention Bellamy. Is he a future ally? We have to, we have to address this. I mean, we did see in a cover story that he's kind of abandoned pirating. It looked like he became a sign maker. He, he, ha- right? he has a V-Bray card. he was making some Straw Hat ones as well, but he does have a V-Bray card. So I, I can imagine he'll be back. And I, I did like his, his turnaround in Dressrosa, which I compare him to a character that I was going to mention later, actually. He's kind of comparable to Gin, mm. in that he realizes that he's following the wrong person, but he unlike Gin, he sticks it out which is all it's respectable in a different way yeah i was gonna say his mentality was more like the might makes right kind of mentality where like because luffy is able to knock me out and knock some sense into me i should hear him out kind of thing that's where that's the weird part about bellamy but at the same time like you said he does come around so i'm like okay he does help out in the end also he has probably what two indents in his skull or did he get that fixed he got that fixed huh (laughs) yeah Uh, it came out and buffed out yeah buffed out he just drinks some milk like (laughs) luffy and Right. Oh, oh shit! Now this isn't the episode. Fuck. We'll mention it in the post recording, <laughs> but put a tag on that. Um, a little theory I had. So possible allies as well. I think would pudding count as well because she's the fiance slash wife of Sanji. That's that's kind of the same as counting Katakuri, which I had to say technically you can't. I'd say no. Katakuri? You would count him? No, I say that's what I'd say that's kind of the same as counting Katakuri. Oh, right? I guess as an ally, I would say you can't really. I guess her alliances. I guess her alliances are still with Big Mom, but at the same she time, she is like, a Big Mom pirate. Yeah. yeah, but I will not hurt Sanji. Right? That's the, I guess that's the limit, or at least right. Yeah. I, again, that's a complex character, but she made that turn, that transition, so fucking fast. That part so bothers me a little bit. Um, a little. I think the last one I want to mention as uh, allies is because we haven't seen him for a while as marco uh he could potentially be an ally as well just giving him information the loopy information or like just feedback of like what's to expect or what's going on exactly to thank him um he did help out in wano after all but we haven't seen the dude (laughs) i wonder if his participation had more of a purpose i mean I, i understand that it makes sense for his character like in the background that he wants to kind of help out the land of his old friend right yeah do it in a favor for him but you're asking but I, all, as a story wise exactly ultimately it was it just a fan service thing more or so yeah or is, that it? or is there actually something else going on because i feel i can still feel like you could still fit in like marco and luffy just having one last talk yeah or like is he gonna is he gonna like run into blackbeard on his way back to the territory he was defending and get his devil fruit stolen exactly because he was here or something you know something like that would make more sense <sighs> that'd be so I, I like marco so he's hyped He's he was very cool in Marine Ford. He was very cool in Wano. But that's kind of who he is. He's the cool guy. But he's being that's what he is. He's very cool. <laughs> With an insanely cool power that the animators love animating. <laughs> so in the anime at least. So yeah, there's on that. So I think for all the best possible allies, honorary straw hats, I think we got them covered. You could obviously go on this list forever and ever. Um like I also had her written on here, I had Dalton and Kira. Right, where they're they're friends, but they're mostly sticking with yeah. Drum Island, right? They're friendly, but they're not going to be sailing around. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, like I, said, I did have Dalton on my list as an honorary shout out. I did like his character a lot. He's another like I, I'm a buck up, you know, when I have to character. Yeah, literally. He had a sense of duty that I like. Yeah. He's now the king. Yeah, he's respect. You know, everyone loves him. I love him. And literally, <laughs> in this case, Good he guy. can literally buck up when needs to be. <laughs> Next to his <laughs> yeah. nice. Um, I guess also the biggest question mark, which. I think most of us say yes, but some of us are kind of skeptical of Shanks, obviously, because 1056 obviously came around and insisted the Straw Hats. I, I think I'm much less skeptical now. He's definitely an ally. Ally? Okay. But obviously... He, he literally, like, defend. you know, was like, oh, you can't fight him? Yeah. Like, defended him from Green Bull? Uh, as a random friendly reminder, uh, the film Red has not come out in the United States yet, so please don't talk to us about that film yet, please. <laughs> Speaking of Shanks, I feel like we have to say that every time we mention that name, because I don't know if right. that movie has any information or not. But because that movie's around Shanks a little bit more, we have to throw it out there much more. Um, yeah, still a very mysterious character that I want to know so much more. I feel like Oda's going to save that the full deal with Shanks. I feel like he's going to save that for like the second to last arc, right? The last arc will be about them literally finding the One Piece, and then the second to last arc would be like, all right, ghost out, cat's out of the bag. What's the deal, yeah. right? Like, and I, I, I think that's most of the the characters we were going to discuss, right? Because I think yeah, the, the perfect way to wrap this up is say the one the big side character that we didn't really discuss here is Ace. Yeah. unfortunately he's he's not he's not technically an ally at the moment even though we love him but we did talk a lot about him he's an before ally to well, me damn it <laughs> but we do just want to you know say you got to pour one out pour one out for our boy Ace. Hey, that'd actually be a great excuse for marco and luffy just to have a quick talk they pour one out for ace that's literally that that'll be the reason to <laughs> yeah talk. like maybe he could tell him where his brother is buried or yeah, you know any any reason just to have Marco? It's like a wrap up, right? Just to wrap up Marco, cool character. Yeah, like give him give him an eternal pose. Like, hey, this is where their bodies are. If you ever want to go pay your respects yeah. to your brother, and then literally, like that could literally be the last thing Luffy does, or like the crew do uh, after they find the One Piece, and that's how you send it off. They just visit the grave or some shit, or like they say they, stay, yeah, they you sail towards the like grave. doing a toast. Yeah, they could do that, or they are at the the grave. I don't know. There's a, many different ways you can do that, but yeah, I think overall. We can go on this list forever and ever, but we got the names we want to get out, shout out there. Because obviously we can talk about all the Red Scabbards, right? We could talk about all the other members from the Dress Rosa Coliseum, right? We can mention all Yeah, we can do a full them. podcast talking about all the Grand Fleet members. Especially. And, you know, strengths and pros, cons. But. Yeah, but in this case, we wanted to mention the ones that are the honorary straw hats. The, the real standouts. Yeah. You know, characters for the us. Big, the big uh, allied friends. And I will say the one that I, I gave... The least amount too that I say I like more than I this episode implies is Barto. I fucking love Barto. <laughs> he is a pretty funny dude. I just it was a shame that uh in a uh, film stampede he was a little annoying in that one. Unfortunately, like his fanboyism was like yeah, Boa's obsession, yeah. cranked to an eleven. I'm like Barto's got a personality. It's not just fanboyism, but at the same time. When he does go full ban- full fanboy, it is hilarious because he just sounds like a fanboy. I, I like that he's the mix. Like, he can go full gangster. Exactly. And Stampede was just That's fanboy. That's why I love him. Yeah, and fa- yeah. Stampede was full you fanboy. You gotta get the balance. But Where he's like, I'll cut out your throat. And then like, oh, like, yes. You know, like, yeah, I'm exactly. Like, Let me mix that for you up to the... Wasn't yeah. one of his lines was when he was, like, talking to Robin. I think, didn't he, like, was, like, request, like, please step on me or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And I'm just like, he is <laughs> I literally love, I love that corner of the one piece fandom he's that yeah. corner <laughs> and i'm just like you know what you, you moderate it like like you did with barto and dress rosa he's actually very hilarious so yeah of all the straw hat uh of the grand fleet he's the one that stands out to me the most also aesthetically he stands out very well because he's got the tattoos the piercings the hair he really does stand out 
also his power is just very simple yet powerful where it's like oh i'm gonna have a yeah. barrier but I'm gonna as far as we know it, it's unbreakable uh-huh yeah, like I can't attack, but neither can you. Yeah, and I can use this barrier and literally like use it to whack you with it <laughs> if I wanted to. <laughs> so like, it's very flexible. Um, you wonder if he could make like a full suit of armor. You think? I was himself. expecting that. He never did that. I, I I would assume that would be his end game. Thing, yeah, his right? awakening where he can. He, yeah, where like at the end he'll make a force field around himself. Yeah, it's I can have a barrier that looks just like a wall, but my awakening I can mold it. <laughs> I can smith it into a shape, and I can turn it into armor. Um, actually, that's actually a pretty good segue. Uh, when we first saw him, you'd think he was a villain because after all, they were trying to win the the tournament, right? They thought he was gonna be like a goon to go up against. It turns out he was an ally, but. For the next episode, we'll be talking about the ones who stayed goons, right? Or at least were goons most of the time before they had an arc of their own. Like, maybe Bellamy we should yeah. talk more about in the next the, episode, The true maybe. goons. Yeah. Um, the goons, the villains, and the worst of the worst. Yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, that would be something we need to specify. We'll, we'll work out the details of, like, do we want to focus on just the main villains and their goons? Are we going to do just the goons? We'll iron out those details. But we'll focus on the villains more so, uh, definitely the next episode, because Villains are a lot of fun to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely stick out. But until then, where can they find you, Justin, if they had questions about us uh, or about what we cover, but not about Film Red? You can find me on Twitter at Jitsu. That's J-I-T-S-Z-U to talk about anything One Piece except for Film Red. And how about you, Jacob? Where can they find you? They can find me at Jacob Miranda on Twitter. That is J-A-C-O-B-M-E-R-E-N-D-A. All lowercase, all one word. Uh, talk about your favorite allies, favorite characters. If you too like care a lot more than I do, then explain something else that maybe Justin didn't address. Maybe convince me also why Carrot should be the tenth permanent member. I'm not arguing against it, but there are better contenders right now. Um, if you also want to leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, give us some positive feedback or just you know constructive criticism, we appreciate regardless. Um, Wait, since you mentioned that specifically, I'll say if you really want a little bit more, technically she's the inheritor of Pedro's will, whose <laughs> dream was literally to usher in the new era, which is Luffy's job done. And unfortunately, with how I see it is that's not really a, her motivation, that's his motivation to strap onto her. So it's not like an agency thing, it's more of a reactionary it, thing. It, but it literally is, is also the perfect adventure that she wants. <laughs> it also affects it, yeah. It's, it's like a two for one. Yeah. I'll just say I'm not completely sold just yet, but I could be. I'm just not sold yet. Um... Also, is there anything else we're missing? Reviews? Comments? Yeah, if there's any side characters we missed that you really love, feel free to add us on Twitter and shoot us those as well, and we'll try and give a quick shout-out to those in the beginning of our next episode. Bye-bye. Well, I mean, oh. we're not done then. You oh, shit. If you want to support the podcast, <laughs> you can on slash OPZOP, or you can hit us, and that's the other place you can find us, is on our Discord. That's what I meant. That link is available down below. <laughs> that's what I meant by, is there anything else? I meant nothing more on that. Listen, we are highly trained podcast professionals. We've been at this for year plus? A year plus? And we did have a last minute hangout. That is also available to those members of our Patreon. So we apologize it was last minute, but for those of you that showed up, it was really fun, and thanks for coming out. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Now we're done. All right. See y'all next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>